Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Brain, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Yes! It's been five years, and the GeekCast Radio Network would like to give back to you. How, you may ask? Well, first of all, we're coming up with a brand new website to be launched June 1st, 2014. In addition to that, there'll be many new features for interactive abilities. So how do you enter into this magical celebration? Well, GeekCast Radio has a contest where you can win some awesome prizes, ranging from comics, Blu-rays, DVDs, trade paperbacks, and comics, and more. How do you enter? Write in your favorite stories of how the GeekCast Radio Network has affected you in the last five years and how it's unleashed the geek in you. You can also enter by writing reviews on our shows on iTunes. For more information, visit www.geekcastradio.com and click on the banner. So until next time, unleash the geek in you. You are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. You're all connected in the great circle of life. You know something, Bert? I think you and I are going in circles. It feels like we're going in circles. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Because it's a circle. Yeah, we heard about the circle. Yes, we're familiar with shapes. Hi, this is Greg. This is Chuck. And this is Dan. And we are Talking in Circles, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network, the podcast where the cats in the cradle and the several spoon are all banned, and they know what they did. Welcome to episode 16. This episode, we will be doing a new little bit of, of an idea here inspired by the upcoming NFL draft and we're going to not draft NFL players but we're going to do a superhero draft and before we get to that though how's the week been going for you guys pretty good spent last weekend kind of uh fixing up the lawnmowers and stuff kind of getting ready for all that nonsense but I had something kind of funny happen I I needed a an air filter for the riding lawnmower so I, I went to Sears and I have a part number written down that I looked up online and everything and the guy comes over to help me and I tell him what I need and everything. And I, oh yeah, I have this number here. So he picks one off the shelf and he's like, well, uh, the number doesn't match exactly. It's pretty close though. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if you, if you want to try it, if you want to give it a chance. 
<laughs> like, wow. uh, no, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, this one's so, for a tank, you know. <laughs> this one's for a Jaeger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's it's diesel gasoline. It's not necessarily like regular gasoline, but it should be fine, right? It just they're close <laughs> enough. I'm like rolling my eyes in my head. So I'm like, whatever, I kind of like argued with the guy back and forth a little bit. And he's telling me I need to bring the old one in. And I'm like, I have the part number right here, you know. So he kind of walks away. Literally took me three seconds. I found the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I don't even work here. And I found this easier than you. Unbelievable. Wow. So that was that was my uh, weekend. How about yourself, Greg? How's things going? trying to figure out something that i did that was interesting but uh sunday i just read a book (laughs) i I read an entire book in one day wow was it a good book at least yeah it was all right what did you read uh goosebumps (laughs) it was kind of close to to that kind of it was called ripper interesting Interesting. it's not about jesse and the rippers by the way oh that'd be awesome not about about a fart (laughs) no it's not about a fart no (laughs) dang it Hey, Dan. Yeah. How's your week going? It's going well, Greg. (laughs) I I didn't want you to just introduce yourself. I felt like it was a little, I felt bad for you. I'm like, oh, I I, could have said, how's your week going, Dan? I didn't know I was supposed to throw it in there. Appreciate it, Greg. I appreciate it looking out for me. Someone's got to, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, the weather here has been kind of crazy. We've had like nonstop rain the last few days. So much so, like I mentioned to you guys earlier before the record, Baltimore is doing its best Scranton impersonation by opening up sinkholes everywhere. And uh, there's this great video online of just one road existing where you have all these parked cars and suddenly it just sinks into the ground and all like 10, 15 cars go into this gigantic sinkhole. Kind of crazy. Roads were shut down all over the place. And it's funny because I I was getting like flash flood warnings on my phone at work. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Those always, you know, you always get those warnings. It doesn't mean anything. Well, this time it did. A lot of flooding. It was not very fun drive home, but uh, besides that, I'm now home safe and dry, so that's exciting. You know, you know what they're Dan's... gonna do, Dan? They're gonna, they're gonna do the same thing that they, they do in uh, they did in Archibald and just make a giant pothole uh, a park. <laughs> yeah, Archibald PA, pothole. The only place in the world where a pothole is a tourist attraction. <laughs> I was gonna say when you. Uh... We all like don't believe those uh, flash flood warnings, but I could just picture you like floating down the stream, like in a current, like ah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll ride it out. Scratch. <laughs> Besides that, like I mentioned, upcoming this. If you're a sports fan, if you're not a sports fan, uh, you may be aware that the NFL draft is coming up this Thursday. And for those that aren't aware, basically that's when all the NFL teams just pick out college players to who will most likely go on and disappoint them in years to come, <laughs> it, especially if you're a Jets fan. But what we're doing in, in, in inspiration of that draft is we're kind of having our own draft. I kind of took this idea, the Lamb podcast does this a good amount with like they did some with the action stars, but we're going to do with superheroes. And what we're going to be doing is. We're going to be playing the role of GM, I guess maybe not GM, but uh, I don't know, Taskmaster, what would you call a leader of a team? We are the Charles Xavier's of of this round picking out our team. And the idea we're here the Kevin is... Kevin Costner's. There you <laughs> Yeah, we're playing, we're playing the role of Kevin Costner. <laughs> 
an idea here too is not to draft the most powerful team. We're not going to combat one on one or something like that. That's a little bit too boring because we're just going to draft like Silver Surfer and Thanos and all those characters. The idea here is to have the most effective and interesting team. Some of us will have like reasoning behind our draft picks. So similar to like you think of a football player, when you draft a player, you not just draft that player because he's talented, but because he fits into the system that you're trying to build. Same thing here. We're all kind of trying to build our own comic. So each pick is going to try to fit into what we're thinking. And at the end, we will also pick who we feel will write our comic, who will draw it, and give you a little bit of spiel of what we think will make our comic great. And then we're going to give you the opportunity to vote to see who actually won the draft. Still figure out how that's going to work, but I'll probably have a poll either on geekcastradio.com or you can comment or update our Facebook or Twitter information or email us and we'll go over that at the end of the show. But before we get to all that, any anything else you guys wanted to mention before we get this thing on the road? We can, we can draft Adrian Peterson, right? <laughs> if you want to. I, I'm sure there's some NFL comic book out there, right? He counts, right? Because he won the badass bracket. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure he counts. <laughs> Would you ever read the like NFL superhero from the 90s comic? It was pretty awful. I, I saw something about it. All I know it is awful. That's all I've heard. <laughs> I used to have one of them. I think it was called uh, Super Pro or something like that. Yeah, yeah. NFL Super Pro. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a stunt by Marvel and the NFL to kind of team up and sell stuff, but... Yeah, it was pretty awful, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully our comics will be the opposite of that. And hopefully this will actually come true. And, you know, these will be on your shelves shortly. My guess is not, but we can dream. So we, <laughs> we decided a draft order before. We did some coin tosses. And based upon record, Greg is going to go first. Chuck will Woo-hoo! go second. And then I will go last. We're kind of doing it like fantasy football draft style. So... It's like a snake draft, so I pick last in the first round, but then I'll pick first in the second round, and then vice versa. So we'll go back and forth. So it'll be a little bit interesting that way. I'm just going to quickly go down the rules of this draft, because without rules, there's only anarchy. So we do have to have some rules. All superhero comic characters are eligible, including alternate versions of characters. So if you if you listen to our famous comic book story podcast last week, you heard that we love alternate storylines. And those characters are eligible. However, once you select a character, even if it's the alternate version, that character is off the board. So if I take Cyclops from Age of Apocalypse, well, Cyclops can't be selected from anyone. So that, that that's one way to get around that. Uh, we will have five rounds, kind of thinking in line of the five original X-Men. And like I mentioned, the idea here is to make the most effective comic, not the most powerful team. And I think that's pretty much it in, inside of rules. All characters are eligible, so that means Marvel, DC, whatever. We're focusing on heroes here, so we won't be going over... We won't be selecting a villain team. That might be something we do another day, maybe. I don't know. I think that's good enough. I think we can get this thing underway. All right, Greg, who are you selecting for your first pick? I have a little bit of a story kind of lead up to my first draft pick, so if uh, if everybody would uh, humor me... I'm walking with purpose through Greenwich Village, New York. There are many people out enjoying the nice sunny day. I am not out on a leisurely stroll. I'm on a mission. My head turns back and forth in a desperate search. Finally, it appears out of a strange mist that had no purpose on such a fine day. It was a three-story tall townhouse with ornate oriental design. 
I approach the door and take a mental note of the house number. 1777A. This is where I need to be. I knock, knock sharply on the door, which is immediately answered by a small Asian man in bright green robes. His head cleanly shaven, except for the tail of hair draped over his shoulder. In a curt but still agreeable tone, he asks, Can I help you? I answer, I seek the aid of Dr. Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. The man looks at me like he is searching every pore on my face for some hint of deception. Before he answers, a pleasing voice calls out from the shadows behind him. Let him in, Wong. I believe I can be of some help to the young man. I step in past the doorman Wong and wait for him to lead me up in an ornate set of steps. Banisters are carved of wood and shaped like Chinese dragons. As I place my hand upon it, it seems to move and it is unnaturally cold. The odd sensation makes me snap my hand back. Wong notices the occurrence and smiles, seemingly taking pleasure in my discomfort. At the top of the stairs, the peculiar Asian man gestures to a door just mere feet away. How Dr. Strange vo Dr. Strange's voice could have made it downstairs and through this closed door was beyond me, and so I pushed it to the back of my mind. I grabbed hold of the doorknob and twisted. The door swung open easily, but groaned on its hinges. I stepped inside, and there he was. Dr. Strange, sitting cross-legged in a room full of books and lit candles, startlingly all floating over a foot in the air. Even more perplexing was the full moon in the round window, a window with two curved slashes vertical and two horizontal. I swear to heaven I arrived on a sunny summer afternoon. My thoughts were soon interrupted by the good doctor. Wong, would you get some tea while I attend to our guest? The bald-headed man nodded and closed the door as he left. Now, Mr. Bepler, what can I do for you? I, 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 I need your assistance in a world-shattering matter, but I am afraid there are ears everywhere. I assure you, you are quite safe in the Sanctum Sanctorum. I'm sorry, that won't do, I responded softly. Fine, would it appease you if you whispered in my ear with the information? I nodded and casually approached, being careful to weave in between the floating books and candles. I came to stand next to the oddly attired man. I reached into my pocket and took out a small white envelope and gave it to the doctor. I bent at the waist, and as, I, as quietly as I could, I whispered my mission into the mystic man's ears. While I did that, he undid the envelope and peered in at its contents. As I neared the end of my conspiratorial whisperings, the doctor smiled and said, Yes, I believe I can help you with that matter. If you'll excuse me, I'll get on it right away. I stepped away and towards the door. But before I left, I looked back towards the doctor to thank him, but stopped short, seeing Dr. Strange with his eyelids tightly closed and his mouth mutely saying words I couldn't decipher. The flames went out on the candles. They and the books fall to the ground. Everything was dark except for the moonlit cast Dr. Strange in a circle of light. A blue glow danced around him, and then suddenly a ghost appeared from the glow. The ghost looked surprisingly like the doctor himself. It even sounded like him. A pity. Here comes Wong with the tea now. With that, it floated off through the ceiling. A knock at the door, and in wanders Wong with a silver tray holding tea. First draft choice, Dr. Stephen Strange.
It'd be really funny if it wasn't him after all that. (laughs) (laughs) Wong. (laughs) First draft choice, Jubilee. (laughs) Wow, I'm now a little bit intimidated because that's not at all what I did. So impressive, Greg. I'm not going to lie. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Four pages in an hour. Nice. Nicely done. So with his first draft choice, Greg takes Dr. Stephen Strange. Chuck, you're now on the clock. Well, I don't have any sort of a four-page intro or anything like that. <laughs> I'm um, waiting for like the NFL draft now that they have to do that every time they select a player. <laughs> the like reason a... we chose this guy was because we walked up to his house. <laughs> it would actually be Mel Kuyper just lead, reading every guy's life. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. History. <laughs> On Tuesdays, he prefers every- to watch Gilmore Girl. It's like, stop. Why do you know so much Mel Kiper? <laughs> Anyways, Chuck, sorry to interrupt. Well, I don't want to reveal anything about my sort of plans yet. Maybe I'll try to leave that for later. So I'll just go ahead and make my pick. And my first round selection is Blink. Damn it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Jerk. It's like (laughs) San Diego picking Eli over again. (laughs) Wow. I was not expecting that at all. Did I uh, steal one of your characters? You may have. You may have. Wow. I was not Sorry expecting about that. No, it's fair game. Fair game. I'm going to play like a Patriots here and not and similar to Chuck and not give a lot of information. But I do have an idea of where I'm going with my team. A little bit different. After reading two uh, graphic novels this past weekend, uh, The Siege and Fear Itself, in their big stories, I kind of had this idea that go to do something completely different. So... I figure I didn't think this guy would be available, so I was like going a different direction, but I think I'm going to go with it. And if you're going to start an NFL team, you need a good quarterback, you need a good leader. And I think the same thing for any comic book team, and you can't get a better leader than Captain America, right? So that's Ooh. my first draft choice. Excellent choice, excellent choice. Hopefully I did not I did not steal anyone's choices. We should mention we are allowing trades, so that might happen, you know. <laughs> I just realized, too, I forgot to mention it in case anyone doesn't know who Blink is. uh, She's from the Marvel Universe. She's capable of uh, teleporting vast distances all all over the planet. She opens up these little portals. And so that's kind of just a little brief background if you're not familiar with Blink. Very nice. For my second draft choice, because now we're in round two. So this is round two, pick one. I am again on the clock. So a little bit of a different thinking here when you have back-to-back draft picks. You kind of have to think ahead a little bit of characters you may want but may not be ready, maybe not be available down down the line. So this is one I'm not sure if it's going to be available or not. So I think I'm going to pick this character now. It's maybe not one you guys would expect I would pick because it's not one I talk about. I'm sure if uh, TFG1 Mike listens, he'll be happy that I'm picking this character because he cannot stop talking about it, and that is Nightwing from DC. Ooh, so, nice choice. So, Very street-level team so far, Dan. 
Well, well, we'll we'll, we'll be talking about that very shortly. Yeah, so I'm I'm just picking up on things. Picking yeah. up. You picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> well, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where I'm going, punk. <laughs> That's how that's how the Patriots got like almost you know got lost draft choices doing that spy work. Anyways, <laughs> so Chuck, you are now on the clock. Who are you going with your second choice? Who? Tough pick. There's a lot of strategy here because thinking that someone else is going to take one of your picks, one of your characters, may cause you to select them earlier than you want to. Uh, you know stuff like that. You kind of want to save ones that you know nobody's going to pick, maybe till last stuff like that. So. I have a couple I could go with here, but I think for my second selection in the in my second round of the 2014 superhero draft, I am going to go with Rogue of the X-Men from Marvel Comics. Interesting. You going with regular Rogue from 616? Regular, regular 616 Rogue. All right. Can I just like hang out with your team just for a little bit, you know? Maybe get Rogue's <laughs> number. Sorry, Greg, it's my team. Damn it. <laughs> if, if anyone was going to go with all females, I probably would have picked Greg. <laughs> but anyways, so Greg, for the last pick of the second round, who are you going with? You are now on the clock. Well, Dr. Stephen Strange's astral projection appears in the halls of Utopia, the island, mutant island of Utopia. He appears next to a blonde-haired woman who is dressed scantily clad. And he asks Emma Frost to join the team. Emma Frost, I, I, we should probably explain like Chuck did with Blink, but uh, Emma Frost is a telepath and she can also use a, a diamond form, but in diamond form, she cannot use her telepathy. All right. And she, former member of, the, I guess she's still a member of the X-Men, former villain turned good. Well, she's kind of bad again at this point, but I, I kind of went back to where she's on uh, Utopia and still good, and for the most part. We're now in the third round. You're now again on the clock. So who's the number one pick for the third round of this draft? Let's see here. While he's in uh, the the X-Men complex, he wanders down a hall and through a door, and there he finds a blue-haired gentleman who smells... a just a tiny bit like sulfur and that gentleman who came from the munich circus is the incredible nightcrawler mother <laughs> <laughs> out oh it's getting screwed here. <laughs> i seriously didn't think anybody was gonna get screwed over in this because there's so many options i didn't think I so either either like i'll i'll give a little bit of a, a secret to my draft i'm like oh I'll, I'll get blink oh well if she's not there i'll get nightcrawler <laughs> both of them are taken like, all right well i, I could uh, write you a, a third option i have a few ideas we'll we'll see how this goes all right chuck you're again on the clock hmm, on the clock third round for me well i'm still using this strategy i'm thinking thinking I still have a couple of characters that nobody's going to pick, but as Dan has demonstrated, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of dangerous. Uh, that's some thin ice to tread on, but uh, I believe with my third selection, I am going to pick storm from the X-Men uh, regular six, one, six storm. Like how she looking Chuck is the mistress of the elements. She controls all the weather 
temperature gradients, pressure systems. She can create any super storm or tornadoes, hurricanes, anything like that. And even to uh, the precise scale that she can control the air in someone's lungs. So she's uh, sometimes considered an Omega level mutant. So she's extremely powerful. And I think a great addition to my team in this third round. All right. So again, kind of sticking with my theme here, I'm going, I'm going back to back choices. And so we're last pick around through, we're kind of going through this a little bit quickly. We're a lot quicker than the actual NFL drafts. So if we're the actual <laughs> NFL draft, we'd still be in the first pick right now. Yeah, really. Sticking with kind of my street-level theme, I want to go... I, I feel like I haven't picked a, a girl yet. It's all it's all been guys, so... I mean, it can't be a sausage chest comic. That's never fun. <laughs> and this character is, is I'm going with is, again, one you're pretty familiar with right now, and that is Black Widow. For those that aren't aware, she's obviously in Captain America... The Winter Soldier, played by Scarlett Johansson. She, again, is a, a spy who has worked with S.H.I.E.L.D. She's worked with other countries. She has no superpower. She's really just a special agent. The only thing that she has is her widow kiss. That's kind of like a stinger, uh, like a shock kind of thing she uses on occasion. So that's my third choice for the third round. And now we're moving to the fourth round with my first choice for this round. Again, i got to think ahead here because I won't be picking again until the last round pick so uh, it's a kind of hard i gotta kind of revamp my thought process here because i thought i would have certain characters here and i don't so but i think i'm gonna go with this one just because it's a character i really enjoy and again it goes with my theme and i'll get into my theme later and that is uh, again a, a, a character who's a great leader great fighting skills very intelligent i think a team needs an intelligent person in order to you know, figure out things and get you through all those tough tasks. And this is a person that kind of has a little bit of all skills. He rules a country. He is Black Panther. Very nice. I guess I would say the former husband of Storm. I don't know if they're still married. They're not, Dan. Uh, they uh, they separated. That's sad. Yeah, Storm's gone out with Wolverine, but that's now kind of on the rocks, kind of. Yeah. Those those uh, superhero relationships never last. But like I mentioned. Black Panther is the king of Wakanda, the only niche never to be conquered. Though he is on occasion an adventure, he has done a lot of different things. He, again, has no superpowers for the most part. He does have some understanding of the mystic arts, though. We have seen that in the past. He is incredibly intelligent. He also has a huge stack of vibranium and precious resources. He's His intelligent level, I believe, is near the level of a Tony Stark. He's kind of got it all, so it's kind of the whole package, I would say. And he has gone toe-to-toe with Captain America fighting, and not many people can say that. So I'm going to go with Black Panther. Chuck, you're once again on the clock. Who are you going with? Okay, on the clock for my fourth pick. This is somebody that I feel like I I don't think anyone considered and had on their list or anything. I could be wrong, but I'm going to elect to take him now, and that is the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. Wow. I know who's really going to like your team, the Human Torch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's on a team of three women right now. He's uh, loving life. He's thanking me for picking him right now. But um, he uh, obviously he's a human torch. He can have uh, his whole body covered in flame. He's capable of generating intense heat, heat bursts. He can actually reach the level of a supernova and reach temperatures up to like a million degrees Celsius extremely hot 
he can even like melt bullets that are coming at him and he's unaffected by any other type of heat on himself. Um, he can th- throw fireballs and all this other stuff. Incredibly, incredibly powerful character. Uh, not a mutant, but was transformed by uh, cosmic radiation. So that is my fourth selection to my team. Very nice. Greg, we're back to you. You're once again on the clock. Who are you going with for your th- fourth? I think this will be finishing up your team, right? The Your fourth yeah. pick and your fifth and I, pick. Yeah. So uh, fourth pick, uh, Doctor Strange pops into Avengers Tower where he's uh, he's been. He, he knows a couple people there. And he sees a green, yellow, and he's got a, a red, uh, like kind of like a jewel in his forehead. And he talks to uh, a robot, the Vision, who can control his density, has like vast memory banks since he's a robot computer type guy and can just has all this information about freaking everything. And pretty freaking awesome. He shoots a beam out of his head. So we're going Very with the cool. vision. Yeah. I love the vision. Me too. He's a, he's a, I, I, I debated about getting his character, but he doesn't really fit with what I'm going with. But I do like that character a lot. He, a lot of people compare him to like Martian Manhunter. They have similar powers uh, though. Uh, Martian Manhunter was my backup if I couldn't get vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that power though is like a very good asset to have on your team. Like just that uh, intangibility. Oh Yeah. I've seen that used in so many creative ways. There's a lot of potential with, with that type of character. And then he could also go the other way with it and like totally beef himself up to be like hitting hard, like uh, some of the, the uh, harder power levels like Hulk and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he could get up to quite to the Hulk capacity, but he can hit pretty hard with the making himself ultra dense. Yeah. Very nice. So last round here, Greg. Who is going to finish up your team? The last team member, it, Stephen Strange, is going to pick up and he's going to be like, this place is weird. I, it's just Everything seems a little off, a little different. I think I'm in a different dimension. I'm somewhere else. But he sees this red blur go past him. And thankfully, he's an astral projection, so he could kind of keep up with his thoughts. And the person running stops and is like, notices this blue thing next to him and stops to figure out what it is. And finally, we can set eyes on a clear, perfect vision because he's not blurring all over the place. We find the Flash. Nice. So uh, if you don't know who Flash is, you're pretty out of it. Why are you even listening <laughs> to this podcast, to be quite honest? Flash is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's he's one of the top characters in the DC universe, and he is just a freaking speed demon. He he runs really freaking fast. He can pass through walls by like vibrating every cell in his body. He could do swing his arms around, make tornadoes and stuff. So uh, Flash, very cool character. So that's my team, guys. All right. Very so nice. you're all set, Chuck. Who is finishing up your team? Okay, I'm I'm actually. Really excited because I'm going to get all the people that I have in my original list. <laughs> Must be I, nice. My fingers were crossed and my butt cheeks <laughs> clenched. Sorry, Dan. I have to rub it in there a little bit. <laughs> Didn't have to go to any of my backups, thankfully. But um, my fifth and final team member um, on my team is another Marvel character. Might not be someone that a lot of people are familiar with. 
and his name is Fire Lord. He was actually a, a herald of Galactus at one point. He was given the power cosmic by Galactus, and he's an extremely powerful character because of that. Like, you're talking somebody on the level of Silver, Silver Surfer, uh, people like that. Um, he can generate this uh, cosmic fire that can burn through any earthly substance. Extremely, extremely powerful. He can fly at light speed uh, because of the power cosmic. So um, that is my fifth and final selection for our draft. All right, so it's my choice now. And what do they call the last pick of the draft? Mr. Inevitable or whatever? Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. So yeah. I don't think this this character is going to be irrelevant. I have so many to choose from right now. I'm not really sure where I want to go with this. I have two ideas here. One of them is a little bit of an oddball choice, kind of out of left field. Ambush bug? <laughs> not so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The other one. Squirrel girl. <laughs> <laughs> she kicked Dr. Doom's ass. No, not, I guess not that far out of left field. But I don't know if it, it'll, it might be a little bit gimmicky. So I'm thinking maybe not. It might not. It might not work. So. But I think this character well. It fits in with the aesthetic that I'm going with. And when you when I talk about who I want to, to write my comic, it'll really make sense. And my last pick is going to be Hawkeye. I think you're going to screw me over on writers. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> well, you'll hey, have... Hey, back's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going with the Marvel 616 Hawkeye, but actually from the Ultimate Universe Hawkeye. He's a little bit more of a badass. He's a little bit more tortured. Uh, he's got skills all over the place. And people know him from having an arrow, but he's also a skilled marksman. When I get into what I'm comic is going to be like, his skills are going to be a huge asset to the team. So I'm going to go with Hawkeye for my last choice. So I'm just going to re- kind of recap who I picked so far. My first choice was Captain America. Then I went with Nightwing. My third choice was Black Widow. My fourth choice was Black Panther. And my last choice was Hawkeye. Chuck, why don't you regroup on the team that you selected? My first pick was, in fact, Blink of the X-Men, our Marvel Comics universe. Second pick was Rogue. Then came Storm, the Human Torch, and Fire Lord. And Greg? First, we had Doctor Strange. Second was the White Queen. Third was Nightcrawler. Fourth was Flash. Or no, fourth was Vision. Sorry. And then fifth was Flash. Very nice. Very nice. So now to the next section, every team needs a coach. Every team needs a GM. And we're kind of in every comic needs a comic book artist and every comic book needs a writer. So we're going to do that now. Since I just have my last pick, Greg, it's going to go back to you. Who are you going to be selecting for your uh, for your writer and for your artist? Well, my writer is is going to be one of my favorites. He does some awesome work he does uh he's been doing hawkeye he's been doing uh his own independent comic sex criminals what else has he done he's done iron man he's done 
Fantastic Four. He's all over the place. He is like the anti Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Matt Fraction. <laughs> Very nice. And yeah, I was going down that route, as you could tell, but I, I, I have a good backup, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> I had no backups for writer. <laughs> all right. What about your artist? You're going to go for artist. Ah. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the guy that, that works with Brian Michael Bendis currently. So if he, he does great work keeping up with Bendis and making me want to read the comic, just look at the comic just for art's sake and kind of make up for Bendis a little bit, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to slaughter his last name. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stuart Immerman who is doing um, the new X-Men, and he's just got a nice, clean look. It's a little bit cartoony, but just just a slight touch. And he kind of has that... He's got a little bit of an old comic feel, but I think he does a, a great job drawing characters and kind of middle of the road, not going venturing off too far to any one style, really, I don't think. So I'm going to go with uh, Stuart Immerman. All right. Chuck, how about yourself? Well, I'll go with the writer first. My writer is a guy that probably you guys have heard of. Not sure how many people out there have heard of him. Uh, If you're a big comic fan, you probably have. He's worked on a lot of different things, but he's done a lot of X-Men, X-Factor, Generation X, a little bit of like uh, some other stuff here and there sprinkled, but... The guy that I'm going to pick to write my comic is Scott Lobdell. No idea. Sure. <laughs> kind of a, a popular writer back in the back in the '90s. Actually, worked on a lot of Age of Apocalypse stuff. Oh, wow. It was it was that was actually a surprising pick from you, Chuck. I was expecting somebody else. Somebody else for a writer? Yeah. Okay, so I guess I will go with my artist. And by the way, I have like. I have three picked for each in case you guys took any of them <laughs> <laughs> just for like backup. But um, my artist, I have like three really solid options. And now that like they're all available, it's kind of tough knowing which one to go with. On the one hand, one is the one's kind of cliche. And I think people would say, well, that's too like, I don't know, too obvious or too overdone, something like that. But he's without a doubt one of my favorites. Oh, boy, this is really tough. Okay, so my pick for artist will, in fact, be Adam Kubert. Ooh, Kuberts. So yes. good. They're a family that is well-known for uh, comic book art. You have the brothers. Uh, you know, Adam's brother, Andy, uh, was also a very accomplished artist, and their father, Joe Kubert, really classic stuff throughout the years. And uh, I'm going to go with Adam. I like, I like all their art. I'm going to go with Adam because he's done a lot of uh, he's done a lot of work with X-Men type stuff in the last like 10 years. Also did a lot of stuff back in the 90s that I was a huge fan of. And this was a tough pick because I actually chose him over Jim Lee, who's one of my definite all time favorite artists. But I figure like maybe people would say he's like too kind of overdone, overused, something like that. Uh, so I decided to go with Cooper, put a little spin on it. I think he would do a, a good job with what I'm trying to go for. All right. Very nice. Very nice. 
I'm actually kind of, I was thinking Matt Fraction for my pick because of, I was thinking Hawkeye, I was thinking of what he did with uh, Iron Man, uh, Invincible Iron Man when that first came out. But I think this this art, uh, this uh, writer works too, because he kind of what I'm thinking the book would be like. It's kind of an obvious choice. I feel like it's kind of like a duh, uh, you know, choice. But I, I I think it works. And I talked about I have Captain America. I have a lot of street level heroes. And this is an artist that, or and this is a writer that knows how to do small scale stories really well. And that is Ed Brud- Ed Brudebaker, the man behind. Winter Soldier and kind of redefining Captain America. He's done a lot more than that, but that's I think he's actually kind of doing a lot of independent stuff at the moment. For my artist, <laughs> I thought about going Steve Epton, who did all the art for the original Captain America run, but I'm going to go with someone else who's probably one of my personal favorites. We've talked about him, I think, last week a little bit, and that's Steve McNiven. Nice. Mm. That was he was on my list too. He was he was on my probably third choice. I just I love his art. To me, it just says big story. It says it, there's a lot to it. I just love the way he draws characters, especially even Captain America. I just think he's really great at emotionally drawing the scene. And I just I don't know. I I I look at his art and I'm like I just don't know how he does it. It's really done well. <laughs> I was a little worried that he'd be taken when you were talking about some of my favorite. I'm like, oh no, don't take him. But luckily, he was still available. <laughs> so we have our characters. We have our writer. We have our artist. Now we're going to kind of do a little spiel about what our comic is going to be about. And I, I guess I'll, I'll kick this off since I I just p- picked mine. And as you could tell, when I have characters like Captain America, Nightwing, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Black Panther, none of them really have superpowers. They're all street level for the most part. They all have really great fighting skills. The idea of behind my comic, I talked about I when I read siege and fear itself i kind of got this idea mainly because those stories were just so gigantic and big there was i felt they were a little hollow there was like nothing to them they're just too big they were just too over the top i did like i did like them but i I just like well i miss small scale stories i miss more just like stories about characters first and kind of not everything has to be end of the world save the world type of stuff or everything's going to end type of stuff i, I kind of miss that so what i was thinking behind my comic is more it would be called covert kind of an ob- obvious title but the, the idea behind it would be it would be like cia m- meets comics so the idea behind this comic would be that this team would have specific missions that they would go to and try to covertly stop disasters from happening before they do taking out dictators getting intelligence it's really a stealth-based team that their idea is most likely to not be noticed. That's why I'm having characters like Nightwing, Black Widow, Winter's, uh, Black Panther. They're, you know, they're really good at kind of spy type of stuff. So it, it's kind of like I'm thinking kind of like that, like a James Bondish in a way. If you read Edward Baker's run of Captain America, something along those lines, where it's not huge gigantic stories, they're more realistic based. It's more like uh, like I said, secret agent type of stuff where they're trying to deal with people like AIM, Hydra. So they might deal with bigger issues. I'm thinking it'd be kind of cool to even to get to characters like Deadshot or uh, you know, those other characters that would be kind of their fighting equals. Mostly non-powered, more, more so just hand-to-hand or weapon type of soldier combat. 
you know, just kind of back to the basics type of stuff. So it would be great to see uh, your team like tackle someone like Deathstroke or somebody like that. That would be really interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking I always confuse Deadshot and Deathstroke. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they get confusing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, along those lines. So that, that was my idea. Like, like again, called co- covert that they're really just kind of going against those missions. Uh, kind of like a thinking of like a, a SEAL Team 6 for S.H.I.E.L.D. in a way that they would do the mission. They would do the missions that no one else could and no one else would really even know about them. So I don't know. It might be cheesy. It might be stupid. But but I just I, I kind of like that type of stuff. So I'd like to see it in comic book form. I dig. I dig. Sounds pretty cool. Chuck, how about yours? I'm kind of curious to see where you're going because I must say I did not at all expect you to pick the people that you did. So explain yourself. I do have a pattern. I do have a method to the madness. I'm not sure if anyone was able to decipher the pattern with what I was picking, but all these characters do have something in common. And first, I'd like to say the name of my team uh, will be called the Untouchables. And it's because each member of the team, in their own way, is in fact untouchable. It's kind of a play on words or a pun or whatever you want to think about it. But when you have people like Rogue, I mean, obviously you can't touch her. She absorbs your life energy. I mean, unless you have a hankering for a coma, <laughs> um, you don't really want to touch Rogue. You have somebody like Blink who can just teleport anywhere she wants really quickly. Again, untouchable. Um, you have someone like Storm who basically rides uh, the winds of the earth and uh, is untouchable in her own right, is protected by the elements of the earth. And you have characters like Human Torch and Fire Lord who generate intense heat, and their body is literally on fire, so you can't touch them. Kind of what I was going for with the name, a little play on the name there. but So basically, it's a powerful team, but... To kind of explain the the theory behind my comic, it, it's a team that's assembled in really dire times with one clear purpose, and that purpose is to undo the damage done by a bold new villain. And this comic will take place in an alternate timeline, and it's a timeline where Apocalypse traveled back through time to capture Bobby Drake and turn him to his cause of destroying the X-Men and ensuring only the strongest survive the coming age, the age of Iceman. Apocalypse enhances Bobby Drake's powers exponentially and, and in a weird twist, he steals the long-forgotten weapon of the Frost Giants of Jotunheim, the Casket of Ancient Winters. And with this kind of power, the Earth is plunged into this frozen state, uh, one that's ruled by the newest horseman, which is Iceman. The Untouchables are basically created to defeat Iceman and return the planet to its former state. And you have like you have all the tools necessary to like defeat him, theoretically. And as the war against Iceman and Apocalypse drags on, like new members can be added to the team. Others that fit that untouchable mold. Uh, people like Kitty Pride, who could become intangible and literally can't be touched. You have other heat power characters like sunspot sunfire and then even somebody like psylocke with her telepathy uh, who can kind of exist on the astral plane and be untouchable in her own way very powerful telepath and even a really skilled fighter as well so i feel like uh, it's a story with a lot of potential something that 
I think it would be really cool. I would definitely read this, but I, I picked people like uh, Adam Kubert and Scott Lobdell to write this and draw it because they had worked on a lot of the Age of Apocalypse stuff and they've, they've worked a lot with mutants. So I think they would handle that type of story really well. So that's my that's my pitch. Very nice. And I should mention the reason why I was thinking of characters like Blink and Nightcrawler is because with the assassin type of style I was going with, I think a character that has the ability to go through walls or you know, transport would be a huge asset. But that's kind of why I was thinking, like, oh, that'd be great. And then they both run off the board. So, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Greg, you kind of gave a spiel already. So I'm curious to see, you know, tying it all together, what you were thinking. Well, I'm from here. What, what the hell am I doing in, in the Marvel Universe? Like, what the hell is that? Well, I was, I, I got here through some items that have been scattered all over the place, have different obstacles to get to them. But my team that I assembled by asking Stephen Strange to help we're competing to get these items because there's there's somebody else out there looking for the these particular things and, and he's a guy that like like all of us likes to collect things um <laughs> my, my team's going up against the, the collector nice. um, and, and so nice. it's going to be kind of like an indiana jones type of thing where they're going to like all these different places like it could be in outer space it could be on earth it could be different dimensions of finding these these items that i haven't really come up with what they are but uh finding the these things to help me get back and save me or we could let them get into the hands of the collector and then something dangerous could happen uh but i my team is kind of set up to get in and uh get out so with like guys like flash who could just zoom in zoom out nightcrawler who could just pop in all over the place vision who could just walk right through dr strange who if, if you have some kind of uh he could uh, send out his astral projection to scout out and everything um if it's guarded by creatures or anything with a mind you have emma frost there to slow them down so then you get the faster guys like flash taking them out while they're stunned for the couple of seconds and then if they need to go back on defense they've got a lot there the vision could up his density white queen could turn into diamond form so you got two heavy hitters there Stephen strange has a lot of stuff where it's a lot of protection and defensive uh spells and then uh, flash and nightcrawler could go on the offense while they're going on the defense so it's kind of a nice solid multi-purpose team but kind of driven to do the one thing of getting in and getting out with the item that that's needed Matt Fraction, I think, just does a great job on any story that he's on. He's kind of a multi-purpose kind of guy, and he writes a lot of fun stories. And I, I think you've got a lot of fun characters on the team, like Flash. And I think you would kind of have fun with Nightcrawler and the whole um, mysticism with Doctor Strange and the whole religious aspect of Nightcrawler. So there's an interesting kind of probably back and forth between them. And I don't think I've really seen Vision interact with, besides Doctor Strange, any of of the X Men characters, or well, of course not Flash at all. So I, I think there's some great more human interaction elements there that I, I think Fraction does a, a lot of great jobs with. Especially you could see it in his Hawkeye books, 
And then Stuart Immerman is just kind of solid altogether on, on his artwork. So that's kind of my idea for this team. It, it kind of a Indiana Jones, get a guy back to his home dimension and keep the collector uh, away from uh, possibly destroying Earth. Who knows what the collector's up to? He's kind of strange like that. So uh, that's my whole deal. Very nice. Very nice. So we seem to all have very different ideas of what we were doing. So that's kind of cool. And I was thinking about some key characters that we, we didn't select. I would assume Wolverine would have been taken, Spider-Man. But in the end, I think we all kind of went different ways with it, which is kind of cool. We'll have the opportunity for you to vote. Uh, I think if you go to geekcastradio.com, you can comment on the episode post. Hopefully, I might even have a poll there where you can take a selection of who you think won this draft. Who would win the Super Bowl of the superhero draft? Would it be Greg and his Indiana Jones-like team? Chuck and his Untouchables, or, you know, me and my covert operations team that was missing two key components. But besides that... <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, sell yourself short. Dude. Yeah. No, I, th- I think we all worked out pretty well, though. So we're just going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to finish up with our letter, and we'll uh, end the show. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a bit. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Every week on the Incession Film Podcast, you can expect to hear reviews on all of the latest movies, big films, small films, and everything in between. We'll also do top three segments relating back to our main review. We discuss all of the latest movie news and rumblings, as well as have movie series and other fun segments. And we always talk about the films that we're watching and why you should watch them or not watch them as well. If you want to learn more about the Incession Film Podcast, check us out online at incessionfilm.com. You can hear our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and so much more. In fact, you can listen to everything we have straight from our website. Again, that is InSessionFilm.com. Download our podcast, check us out, and come join us every week. We'd love to hear from you. All right, and welcome back. And we like to end each episode with a letter. This week, Chuck is up. Chuck, what are you going to be talking about today? I'm doing something a little bit different this week. I like to do this thing where I take a, a certain subject... And I take different things from that and I kind of write a story with them. And I, it's like a parody, a parody story. And I use like titles of things right in mid sentence and it just flows like one big story. And in this story, I'm going to be talking about music and in particular 90s music. So I'm using uh, song titles and some lyrics here and there, some song lyrics to formulate this story. And I have actually. 50 different songs in this story. So see how many you could kind of pick out as I read along. Let me get out a pen. I'm going to start writing down the ones I know. (laughs) Okay. The letter is addressed to other people that are born kind of in our generation called the Generation Y, uh, which is somewhere around like uh, 1980 to like mid 90s. You know, if you were born in that era, kind of. 
Why are, why are we called Generation Y? Why Y? <laughs> because we're after Generation X. Uh, I know it's it's like algebra, but only worse. <laughs> we um, okay. So here is my '90s music letter, dear fellow Generation Y members. As we all know, music has a great impact on a young child and a teenager alike. You feel as though nothing else matters. And you can't just give it away, give it away now. And depending on what era we grew up in, our memories of music will be different. But when you find your kind of music, it smells like teen spirit. Sometimes I just find that one song that has a certain shimmer and it will just crash into me. For all intents and purposes, I grew up in the 90s. It was a confusing time and a strange time. It was a bittersweet symphony, but that's life. Things changed drastically in a short amount of time, and adults were left pondering, where were they going without ever knowing the way? But as I look back on the many hits of my childhood, I couldn't help but think of where all those bands wound up. Some of them couldn't make it in the real world, and they would just slide. I guess their popularity had to end at some point. I mean, I saw the sign. It's a real shame that some of these bands couldn't make it last. For instance, one popular band was NSYNC. It's tearing up my heart that they went bye-bye-bye. You would think they could merge with another band if times got tough. Why couldn't they team up with the Backstreet Boys? Tell me why. I mean, if they were to form one mega boy band, that would make them larger than life. I'm not sure about you, but I want it that way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about it. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did. Listening to a few of these bands would be great. Don't speak. I know what you're thinking. Bringing some of them back ain't nothing but a mistake. <laughs> In fact, it might sound more than a little crazy, but I believe we need a little 90s love. Truly, madly, deeply. And you've been denied too long. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. It's time to mend that achy-breaky heart and stop living a semi-charmed life. I suggest you make a playlist of your favorite 90s songs. Now, there are certain groups that really give you some good vibrations, and others that are simply unbelievable. You might have to jump around until you find the one you like. Sure, it may be frustrating, but this is how we do it. You want to be sure to pick your favorites carefully, because you don't want to miss a thing. But you also want to have a playlist that is focused. What I mean to say is, don't go chasing waterfalls. It's only going to make you sweat. <laughs> you want to build your playlist so that if you do some chores around the house while your wife hits the grocery store, you can click play and have all those chores done before your baby got back. But suppose you didn't finish in time and here comes the hot stepper trying to turn off your jam. Just tell her straight up, you can't touch this. I'm cool like ice ice, baby. Your confidence will surprise her and she'll be saying, what a man, what a mighty good man. Truth be told, you might feel like a creep, a loser, or even a basket case listening to these songs, especially at 3 a.m., but it's been one week since I started listening, and I feel fine. I know you want to be a cowboy baby, so come on and shine, but enjoy it while you can, because CDs and MP3s are all we have, since to bring some of these bands back, we would need a genie in a bottle. Sure, I have heard vicious rumors from people like Mr. Jones about bands getting back together, but it's all lies. Honestly, you really need to quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I just have to accept the truth that they aren't coming back, but my heart will go on. 
and when I come around, it will take me higher. And so, well, there it is. My thoughts on a 90s playlist. I have to get going now. Sonny came home. Best of luck, Chuck D. <laughs> very nice, very nice. I think I had 50, 51, 52. So. <laughs> very, very impressive. Uh, uh, a lot of... A lot of research into that. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, but I think that's pretty much for us for this week. Anything you guys wanted to mention before we bring this episode to a close? No, I think I've uh, I think I've stated my case for, for the evening. Greg, how about yourself? My team wins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> After that no, introduction. it does. It does. <laughs> we'll see what the untouchables have to say about that. <laughs> My, my team's going to come from nowhere and, and take them out. Well, I don't know. Anyways. But if you want to vote and let your voice be heard, you can get in contact with us in a number of different ways. You can email us at feedback at geekassradio.com. We're on Facebook if you search Talking in Circles DCRN or on Twitter, Talking in Circles DCRN as well. Also, if you go to the episode post at geekassradio.com, that'll probably be the best place to, to, to cast your vote, either through a comment or through a, a, a poll. I'd like to thank you for joining us for this week. And next week we'll be even coming up with different ideas. Let us know what you think of this superhero draft. We might be doing this in a different way later on in the year. Maybe we'll even revisit this again because as we're doing this, I came up with like three or four ideas that I feel are better than one I came up with originally. But, you know. Anyways, that's pretty much it for us for this week. Remember to join us next week, same time, same channel, same network. But for now, this has been Chuck. This has been Greg or Matt Fraction, who's going to make my comic awesome. Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Way to be covert. (laughs) And this has been Dan, and we've been talking in circles. We'll see you next week. I don't know why I say see you when we don't at all. Probably (laughs) probably change it around. We'll speak to you, we'll speak into your ear next week. <laughs> Just don't say it like freaking. Uh... Oh no! Please God no! <laughs> <laughs> I already know where you're going. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Oh, it's like I'm like I don't know what's going, what's going on right now. Uh, every, I, I'm listening to Batman on Batman constantly anymore, like at work. And that's all I hear is like, oh, it's just all pleasures into your ear plastics. I'm like, oh god, jeez. This is what this is what I want to hear from some, uh, no offense, some fat guy. He calls himself fat, so I can say it too. Well, it's called Fat Man, Batman. Oh, well, so. sure, yeah. <laughs> some fat man. I, I I enjoyed the talk about the comic books, and I'm like, I want to read a lot of these Batman stories that they're talking about. But then every once in a while, I have to hear him talking about that or. It's weird. He's he's very confident in his sexuality. <laughs> very he's not confident. scared. He is not no, scared. He's not. So, Chuck, you are now on the clock. Who are you going with your second choice? Tough pick. See, there's a lot of strategy here. Tragedy? Okay. <laughs> let me. <laughs> let me. My whiskey, Chuck. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Very.
very nice. And I should mention, the reason why I was thinking of characters like Blink and Nightcrawler is because with E-Sashin, Assassin, yeah, I can say that word, I promise. <laughs> with the Assassin, wow, okay, with Remember to join us next week, same time, same channel, same network. But for now, this has been... No, that's not how that goes. <laughs> <laughs>